and in his ITM. He says it's getting to the point where she's almost on his mind most times of the day. (laughs) (laughs) So she's not on his mind (laughs) that much. (laughs) Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. (laughs) Are you enjoying your red share? Home sweet home. We are home. Feels good to be back. So for housekeeping, I have just one quick mention. Some of you may know who Rochelle Mice is. She used to be the producer for Nick Files podcast, and she has written an entire Bachelor musical, and it's going on in Chicago right now. I wish I could see it, but it's going on at the Apollo in Chicago until February 17th. Definitely a great uh, V-Day or Gal, Galentine's Day affair, I think. And so, yeah, yeah, if you're in the Chicago area, you should definitely check it out. Yeah, I too would like to check that out. (laughs) Yeah, I always got a shout out for another musician out there. (laughs) And let's see what else. Oh, yeah, the fashion recaps are still going on. So if you ever feel like you get to the end of a recap here and think, oh, gosh, I could use more shandy in my life. I don't know if that's possible. (laughs) Then maybe you, for some reason, are like, I wonder what they think about that dress. Then you head over there. I mean, how could they possibly watch a whole recap and not get my opinions on fashion? (laughs) Exactly. It's like eating like 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 eggs without toast. You're right. It's like an entree without a side. There you go. All right. Then with all that out of the way, Andy, do you feel ready to get recapping episode five? Absolutely. Uh, episode five. What are our overall thoughts? It's, it's not bad. I didn't we're mind entering it. A, we're entering a, a not bad phase of the show. I of agree. Season. Yeah. And we're also entering a phase where Clayton, I'm warming to Clayton. Me too. It's officially happening. And usually it's the other way around. Like the person is crowned because you already like them. And then around episode five, you're like, you're starting to annoy me. It's actually the reverse. Because in the beginning, we're all like, who is this guy? And now like little, little peaks of his personality are coming out. Mm-hmm. And it really does endear me to him. Yeah. I mean, he seems to be in on it. Yes. Finally. Or at least he was always in on it. And now I realize he is Indeed, in on it. it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've definitely come around with him. And it's a shame that it took five episodes for that to happen. Mm -hmm. But here we are. (laughs) All right, let's get going. So episode five kicks off. uh, We resume in Houston. And we pick up the next morning after that last group date cocktail party, the one where Shanae threw the trophy. Mm -hmm. Turns out she threw it in a pond, not just bushes. Trophy gate. Trophy gate. Yes, there's a new gate. We never saw the conclusion of that cocktail party. And it's just now we get a quick recap of that. And this is all going on with a girl chat between Susie, Rachel and Jill. And they all agree that Clayton cannot possibly see the full picture with Shanae. Hmm. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, And actually, uh, Clayton, I don't know if you saw this. He put out a statement addressing all this in his stories this past week. I mean, that's really a statement of how terrible Shanae is. When you have to put out a statement <laughs> mid-season about why you just let her stay on the show. Yeah, and I, I appreciated that he did this because he didn't really have to, but he pretty much was like, I had no idea this was going on. I had no idea she was making fun of Elizabeth's ADHD and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and he was pretty horrified, and he said that the season has not been fun to watch for that reason. Oh, wow. You, I, I can you, imagine that. I would feel like shit oh, watching that Oh, it's just constant back. shame. Yeah. Okay, so Rachel says that she and Serene talked all day. And Serene is so excited for her one-on-one. And Rachel says that hopefully the date puts Clayton in a good headspace. No. I find this funny because Rachel 
stands a very good chance of winning. And look, I'm all about girls getting along and loving each other. (coughs) 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 (laughs) Okay. (laughs) As you were. I'm all about girls getting along and loving each other and great friendships developing from this experience, but... Yeah, it's, it, it reminds you of like a, like a Mormon family, like where it's like, oh, wife Julie is having a lovely day with my husband today. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, it has a bit of that vibe. It's one thing to, to be happy for someone getting a one-on-one. It's another thing to be like, I hope that her date with my guy yeah. puts him in a great headspace. She's basically seeing her friend as like an aspirin while he has a headache. <laughs> All right, so Serene has her one-on-one now. They meet on the beach and go to a theme park and ride the roller coaster and play carnival games. Andy, your dream date. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the carnival games I like you do carnival love. Games. Yeah, you just don't like rides. No, I don't like the rides. Uh, Serene says in her ITM that things have felt organic and natural, and that's rare for her. And while they're riding on the big boat swing, Andy, you were very, you were distracted by the fact that this is such a terrible ride. You said, Mm. what's fun about that? That's just a vomit ride. You're bored and ill. It's terrible. Well, it seems Serene was reading your mind because she says her biggest fear is someone on the other side of the boat gets sick. I mean, if I wanted to ride a boat where I'd be bored, nauseous, and possibly puked on, I'd just book a carnival cruise. (laughs) I'll be here all week. (laughs) Okay. He scoops her some ice cream and they ride the giant swing thing, the thing that swings around. And Andy, you said another terrible one. I don't get it. I don't get it. You're just going around in circles. It's the thrill, Andy. It's not a thrill. Well, I think that it's more exciting and fun when you are completely confident that nothing can go wrong. But I think enough rides have gone awry at carnivals where I don't know if I feel that comfortable doing that. Well, I have a very pessimistic view of of the likelihood of things going well yes. in general. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And also, I can't get off. Most things that are bad, I can stop mm-hmm. one way or another. That's true. You right? can leave a workout class like you wanted to do yesterday. <laughs> I actually went outside. The first time I went outside for a break, I was like, well, make a run for it. And then I was like, no, it's too embarrassing. Go back in. Okay, so now Serene and Clayton chat. And Serene says that people often say she's mysterious. So she asks if there's anything he has wondered about her. (laughs) Clayton says he does think there's more to her, but not much is really established here. Like, he doesn't really have a follow-up question. Given the music and everything, I felt like something was going to happen here. And I personally don't think, is there anything you've been wondering about me as a great conversation starter? There's a lot of that in The Bachelor. Yes. It's like... Let's talk about you. What do you think about me? <laughs> yes, it's just like Aaron from Paradise. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what was, was it about king. me that made yeah. you like me and want to choose me for this date? <laughs> yeah, yeah. just talk. Maybe you can find out what he's wondering about you through conversation. Yes. Okay, they make out. And Andy, you had to point out that Clayton's hand was on her waist here. It was mm-hmm. not on her thigh or her butt. No, the waist is a safe spot. Okay. That's so where Clayton goes when he's just going through the motions. So you feel like Serene does not stand a real chance based no, on this makeup. just based solely on that placement of the hand. <laughs> okay. So now it's the evening and Serene in her ITM says that he made her feel so special. No one has ever shut down a peer for me before. Yeah, that was awfully nice of uh, Clayton to call the mayor <laughs> and say, listen, I know I have to call in the favor. Remember that thing I did for you? <laughs> Shut down the pier just for an hour. <laughs> they sit down and Colton says that she crushed it that day. <laughs> Gee, I, yeah. When it comes to sitting on a ride, uh, 
I mean, to, to be fair, she did better than I would have done. But uh, no, no. I think no, it's kind of sweet how he it. does this. It reminds me of the date with Sarah where he's like, I couldn't have done this with anyone else. Like, I couldn't have run through downtown L.A. in my underwear with anyone else. Like, he really gives too much credit. I think Clayton is like, he's like a robot in the sense that he has like a bunch of responses he can use. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess whole, it's a whole matrix of responses. Yeah. And he doesn't really necessarily pick the right moment for the responses. They're just kind of randomly picked. Like she crushed it. He's like, oh. Okay. That's exactly right. Perfect. Good job. So over dinner, Serene says that she doesn't open up a lot to people. And again, she says that as a child in her family, there was no opening up about your feelings. Mm. She had said this, I think, two weeks ago. He relates to her here and says he's glad she's willing to share. And he says he has felt a wall like she's protecting herself. Mm -hmm. And uh, Serene now reveals that two and a half years ago, her grandmother passed away. She was very close to her. Mm. And this year, her cousin, who's only a year younger than her and Mm. Bear in mind, Serene's 26, so her 25-year-old cousin passed away, and it seems her cousin had struggled with drugs. Mm -hmm, Very mm -hmm. sad. Mm -hmm. And now she shares a memory of being with her cousin at twilight and being surrounded by many, many fireflies. Mm -hmm. And she had said, let's squish them on our faces so we can glow. (laughs) Clayton's face here is... Perfection. Uh, this is where I fell in love with Clayton. It was amazing. His reaction to this. He was he was literally like looking for an exit, clearly. And he's like, can I just kiss her now? Because <laughs> his computer was like, no response needed, no response appropriate. Because usually it's like you share sad story about your background, which to be fair was very sad. But then usually it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you for sharing that with me. And ma, 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 ma. Yeah. And instead she starts telling this this funny story about her and her cousin when they were young yeah. and squishing fireflies on their faces. And he's like, cannot compute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the software was completely <laughs> shut down. Uh, she says that they did. And it was really gross, meaning they did squish fireflies on their faces. And it was really gross. Yeah. And she says now, while wiping tears away, that every time she sees a firefly, she takes a second and thinks of her cousin. Now, I just want to stop here for a second. Yeah. Okay. And I know this is a tragic. I don't want to make light of anything. Yes. But this 90 second bit where she starts talking about the fireflies. Yeah. Colton's reaction. Clayton's reaction. Whatever. (laughs) And then her follow up talking about how every time she sees fireflies, you know, she sheds a tear. And his follow up to that. Yeah. His reaction. I'm telling you. Tell tell the shanties. You already told me. I'm telling you right now. I'm not joking. That was some of the purest comedy I've ever seen. No Hollywood screenwriter could write something that comic gold. I'm telling you right now, it's tied for as funny as anything can be. <laughs> it was acted perfectly. They always said that the best actors are, are animals or like a, like a dog or a cat. Okay. Because they they have no, when a dog or a cat's in a movie, they have no idea it's a movie. Yeah. They're just like, oh, I'm chasing a snack. Or, yeah, I'm doing know, that whatever. thing I was I'm trained to do. loving this human. Uh, it's the same thing. They don't know what I'm loving there. this human. <laughs> That's what they do. They eat snacks and they love humans. Aww. That's what dogs do. They're That's great. Cute. That's cute. But this was literally two dogs. The <laughs> acting was perfect. <laughs> the writing was perfect. The timing was perfect. 
The juxtaposition with tragedy was perfect. I'm yeah. telling you, Shandy's rewatch that. That yeah. not just start where, where she, she starts, starts to tell the story of her childhood with her cousin yeah. and the fireflies, the fireflies at twilight. Clayton's reactions yes. until the end. And just watch that and make believe. Really put yourself in the moment. Make believe you're watching like a really good dark comedy. Think like Office, you know, meets kind of a Office Seth Rogeny kind of movie. Office Space. No, The Office. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, just just really make believe you're watching a comedy. Not like a stupid comedy where it's like slapstick. Like a good comedy. That clip, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. not, we're not making light of her, of her tragedy. That is no. really sad. But it was a fond memory, a funny memory that she herself was laughing at. And the delivery of that with his reaction was priceless. That's what comedy is. Tragedy. Plus time. Ah, yes. Okay. So Clayton here thanks Serene for sharing. And of course, he gives her the rose. He says he was blown away by everything she did that day, including sharing her story. And Andy, you said, and her bloodlust for fireflies. (laughs) Clarice, (laughs) tell me about the fireflies. Wait, what's that from? Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I've never seen it. Anthony Hopkins, really? You've never seen Silence of the Lambs? Are you really surprised by that? It's too scary for me. I I have a very good idea of what happened. I know what happens. I just haven't seen it. Okay. If you knew Silence of the Lambs, you would have laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I'm sure people will come at me and be like, how have you not seen that movie? I'm aware that it's a big cultural phenomenon and everyone should know and see that movie, but it's just too scary. One of the very few problems in our relationship is that I really like a good horror movie. Like, I'm not talking about some dumb slasher flick. You don't like dumb horror movies. You love, like, sick horror movies. Really sick, good horror movies. And Charlene absolutely hates them. I'm just the sort of person where it infiltrates my dreams for like no. the next two weeks. It's just not worth it. And you're right. I'm the sick one. I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know why I want to watch this stuff. You're right. <laughs> okay. But it doesn't work in a relationship. So one day it'll end it. All right. So moving on, it's now the Rose Ceremony Cocktail Party and there is a girl chat with all the ladies and Jill goes first in confronting Shanae. And it seems like the women now just take their turns airing their grievances with her. And meanwhile, she, to this. Yes. And meanwhile she is strangely silent it's like she's not defending herself or retaliating Mm -hmm. did you notice this yeah and it was almost as though she knew that she had overreacted and needed to take a different tack yep she was changing course yeah it was a narcissist handbook yes she was when you've gone too far make believe that you're a good person the handbook belonging to someone with narcissistic traits okay (laughs) listen i'm done with that shanae is a narcissist (laughs) But but we're not qualified to diagnose. It doesn't any- matter. <laughs> okay. Just- As an unqualified diagnoser, she's a narcissist. <laughs> okay, so Clayton now arrives and asks the winning football team ladies to join him for a talk. He asks them for the full story. And here Sierra relays the story about Shanae shouting expletives at them and throwing the trophy. Marlena relates here as an athlete and says it's important to own your losses. Mm-hmm. And Mara says the win was taken away from them. Clayton asks to speak with Shanae now, and the ladies now in their ITMs all seem excited about the prospect of Shanae leaving, which we all knew instantly meant that she would not be leaving. Of course. They were too excited the about this. The more ITMs where people talk about someone leaving, the less the yes. chance. It's a direct correlation. Yeah. Just or, like the more you talk about how you're looking forward to a peaceful night without any drama, the more likely there will be drama. In her ITM, Shanae says it's do or die now. And quote, these bitches are not sending her home. 
Mm. So Clayton now talks to Shanae and she does admit to throwing this trophy. And Clayton says he doesn't want this to be a hostile environment. And the ladies, meanwhile, are chatting and Sierra says it's Colton who has to hold her accountable for her actions. And Mara says, if you're not getting in trouble for your actions, you'll just keep doing it. And we had to pause here and discuss the weird sort of father child dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Clayton who has to hold her responsible for her actions. He's the one who can punish her by sending her home. That's holding her responsible, I guess. Well, or that, like wagging his finger at her. That's the problem with the one issue. As this show actually, despite being kind of a trashy show, <laughs> it 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 works except for one problem. The lead becomes the parent. Yes. The, and you the, touched on this with Michelle's season. Michelle was the mother. And I'm yeah. not just saying just Michelle. Yeah, there are many mothers. Yes. But Michelle was the mother and Clayton is the father. Yeah. And the difference between the two is the mother can really like regulate the yeah, sons. She can lay down the law. Yeah. Yeah. She can enforce the sons. The yeah. father can't really enforce on a daughter. He's got to be more gentle. It's got to be like, okay. Well, no. I think he can, but it gets I mean, a little, that gets weird. Yeah. It gets weird. Yeah. But in, especially in this situation, he can't really crack the whip no. the way Michelle could with her guys or with or any bachelorette. And it sort of results in this weird, like, I don't know. It's like it's, it's like, a weird, very unromantic dynamic. It's like father knows best. Like, I know you're going out, and this guy seems like a good guy, <laughs> but I hope he has protection. <laughs> don't drive over 35. Yeah. yeah. You said, Andy, he's like a dad who doesn't really want to wear the pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not his fault. No, we don't know how Clayton would be as a dad or a romantic partner yes. as a result of this show. It's true. Ironically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing I don't know. <laughs> the one thing we keep being sold yeah. on is the one thing that we can't possibly no get. Idea. <laughs> okay, so meanwhile, Clayton says that Shanae's actions are indefensible, and she gives a formal apology here and says it was a heated reaction in the moment. A rare, rare instance of her taking a little bit of responsibility. Can I can I just say something? Yeah. And 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 uh, I'm not tooting my own horn. Yeah. I'm saying I've known people like Shanae. Oh, yeah. And when she gave that apology, I know I know what happened now. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But I knew that was BS. Did you know that was BS? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I we mean. We both knew that was BS. Yeah, I mean, there, there was too much information about her and her behavior and her thought process for us to really buy this apology. Yeah. Her showing remorse over this would directly contradict her ability to have gotten herself to this point in the first place. Of course. It's a shame. But Clayton does seem to accept her apology here. And now she trots over to the group of ladies while crying and says that she's nervous, but she apologizes wholeheartedly. And when asked how the conversation with Clayton went, she says it was good, but she's just regretting her actions. So the women seem mostly suspicious. Susie, meanwhile... I really like Susie, I've got to say. I actually thought she handled this really well. She handled this really well, but in real life, you don't handle it this way. I don't know if I agree with that. In real life, you say thank you and you peace out. Okay, we're going to have a little bit of a debate over this. So Susie says that she accepts 
Shanae's apology and it was big of her to do. And in her ITM, she says she's happy to give Shanae the space to grow or prove who she is. So I'm not saying that you continue to treat her like your best friend and continue to give her all the chances in the world. But I don't think it's the end of the world if someone who thinks they're outsmarting you thinks they're outsmarting you when they're not. I agree. I'm not saying it's a pride thing. What I'm saying is for your personal relationship with that person, it's best to be like, Thank you. That's big of you to apologize. And now I will be never speaking to you again. That's how it works. The first two I I agree with. She's a monster. She is. Okay, she is a monster. She's a monster. I'm not not denying that. But I think Susie's tack was best where she was just like, you know, I accept her apology. We'll see what she does with it. Instead of being like, I don't believe her. And for what it's worth, I think most people will probably agree with you on this. I don't need to be agreed with. All I'm saying is in my experience... Is bullshit. Yes, but I would almost rather tie it up with a bow and then just distance yourself from that person instead of keeping the the bad blood going with someone like that because I feel like that's just going to sap your energy. I agree. I strongly agree. That taking the high road is is both it's it's cleansing Mm -hmm. and it's the right thing to do cosmetically. Okay. (laughs) But but within yourself. Yeah. I agree with that. You need to be like, I am piecing out of this situation. Fair. I mean, bearing in mind that none of them can piece out of this situation. Well, she can piece out emotionally. Yeah. But I don't know. I I think it's a (laughs) I am Canadian, but I also think it's a stronger move to accept a false apology than it is to refute it. Accept knowingly. To knowingly accept it. Instead of expending the energy it takes to refute it. Yeah, except with a grain of salt. Yes. Except in public. Yeah. Except in private. Mm-hmm. But to yourself. Like, oh, I said knowingly. Knowingly. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> Back on track. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay, so Shanae returns to Clayton now, reports to him that she did apologize, and they promptly begin making out. (laughs) In her ITM now, Shanae says she's not sorry. Hmm. That was the hardest thing she's ever had to do, and that she's a better actor than Meryl Streep. Andy, you said she thinks she's so badass, but she's just proving she's a narcissist. Yep. Not with narcissistic tendencies. (laughs) Just a narcissist. Jesse comes to take Clayton now, and suddenly the rose ceremony cocktail party is over. Clayton's sitting among the women. It seems like they had time with him. And I thought it was very interesting that they didn't show a single conversation with a woman who could actually win this show or who he has an actual connection with. That was the entire cocktail party was this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wrote the Shanae show indeed. How crazy is that? Crazy. They're not even pretending. Once again, in the world we live in today, terrible behavior is rewarded. Yes. Yeah. It's sad. Constantly. Constantly. That's all I see. When I was a kid, terrible behavior was not rewarded. Yeah. If you behave terribly, people were like, ugh. If you were cool and you behaved terribly, like you were a cool villain. Yeah. Like you actually had poise and you were, you were, you know. Edgy. Yeah. You, you were, you were conniving and, and interesting and colorful. Yeah. And maybe you got some following. Mm-hmm. People didn't admire you. Yeah. But you got following. You're like, oh, that's that good villain. Yeah. Now all you have to do is behave like a complete piece of shit <laughs> and you're famous. Yeah. You have a million Instagram followers. What's with that? It's really depressing. When did that start? Well, and I also think the entire social media age and industry feeds that too because 
every algorithm rewards you posting every day. Can you do twice a day? Even better. And it's, you know, people tend to like things that are like oh, selfies. Like, I know what it is. What? I just realized it. You, 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 you tipped me off. People love to hate things more than they love to love things. And the, the internet and social media has given the world the greatest opportunity in the, ever to privately love things that they hate. Oh. Think about that. So you think a lot of these people are- You think Kim Kardashian has no, 200 right. million followers Was every single one you're of those right. people love Kim right. Kardashian? You're right. No, you're making a disturbingly good point. This may be the best point I've ever made. <laughs> I make 99% of my points are stupid. This is a great point. I disagree with that percentage. No, I have a good, I have, I have good point. Yeah, you 99 make good is very high. Yeah. It's a 50-50. <laughs> but, but this is it. Back in the day, if you were a villain, you ought to be cool as ice. Yeah. You ought to be engaging and yeah. interesting. Now you can be openly terrible and self-absorbed yeah. and just cartoonishly over the top. Because people love, it's delicious. It's they like just, a delight. It's like a cheese. It's yeah. one of those sticky cheeses you like. <laughs> like like a, what's that one? Talagio? Oh, Talagio is, is child's play next to the stuff I love. It's unbelievable. I come back. My favorite is Red Hawk. Which you can't, it's if it's so even disgusting. in the fridge, you can smell it from upstairs and you can't handle it. Oh, it's so, I come somehow, I'll come home <laughs> from like a few hours out and I'll come in and I'll think that you had like some horrible, <laughs> like digestive problem. And I almost feel uncomfortable. I don't even want to say like, Charlene, are you okay? Because I, it's so bad that it's embarrassing. I don't want to put I, you on I that. like stinky cheese. Sue me. Anyway, the point is that we like, it's like stinky cheese. It's yeah. like, I love, it's so delightful. Who doesn't want to follow someone who all they do is show these stupid <laughs> bikini shots all day long. And like they talk about the caption is like, oh, isn't it a beautiful day? What coffee are you drinking today? As they're literally like, you can see what they ate for dinner last night. Like, give me a break. It's such garbage. No one likes that. They follow it because they hate it. Oh my God. I think you're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm right. This is a I am correct. This is a correct point. There's no arguing this. Uh, That's why people like Shanae and other people who will not be mentioned are as famous as they are because we have a platform to hate with impunity and privately. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, yeah. privately. You're not getting an argument from me on this. This is fascinating. Anyway, my oh, my, my point with what I was saying was that the entire industry feeds narcissism. Right. Because you're encouraged to post about yourself, about what you're wearing, about what you're eating, about what makeup you have on your face, as many times as possible, right. as frequently as possible. And I don't think that's healthy. I'm just going to come out and say it's it. This is what's interesting. Narcissists, this is very, I think it's worth wasting some time on this. Okay. Narcissists are very good at, at being... Um, creating followers. They're mm -hmm. very good at at making people, for whatever reason, whether they like them or like hate them or hate like them or follow them, they're very good at engaging, right? Yeah. That's their whole MO. Yeah. So if, if you are a narcissist and you're very good at engaging, that means that most of the people who follow, most of the people who get followed heavily on the, on social media 
are going to have narcissistic tendencies, yeah. right? By yeah. just by mathematically, right? Because yeah. they're the most engaging. Yeah. And so that's going to feed that monster. So those who are have narcissistic tendencies are going to be like, whoa, I'm making money off being a narcissist. It's amazing. Yeah. This is who I am. I'm going to be more narcissistic. And then other people who may not really have many narcissistic tendencies at all are like, wait a minute, this person's getting paid yeah. for being a piece of shit. I'm going to do this. I can do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, trust me, this is something I've struggled with for years. Do you know how many times my social media agent has been like, post more, do this, do this kind of tutorial, take a photo of that, do a shoot, post more, post more, post more, post more, post more. Wow. Because you'll make more money. More money. More money, more posts, more self-indulgent Yes. Posts, more self-absorbed, over the top. The more self... Who's this guy? Uh, what's his name? Gazagian or some some idiot who has like a billion dollars of family money. Oh, dear. He makes believe he's an entrepreneur. Oh, he's is he the one person. that goes around the world with girls in bikinis? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Who... Like how... What percent of people who follow him are like, I love this guy. He's so <laughs> that's wonderful. A, that's a good point. He's such a wonderful that's person. That's a good point. It makes me feel good. I wake up in the morning, I see him. I'm like, there's there's goodness in this world. No yeah. one. No one. You're right. Okay. We agree. As I said, look, I'll say it again. Social media destroying the world. Yeah. But I had a dream the other day. I had a dream that one, I did. This is, this is not like, this is my Martin Luther King speech. I had a dream that social media was gone one day. It was outlawed. Ooh. And you know what I woke up to? What? I woke up to good music, good contemporary music. That's the thing that I heard. It, it was a dream. It was a literal dream I had. Wait, you woke up in your dream or you woke up from no, that no, dream? No, no, I woke up in my dream. Oh. In my dream, I was sleeping and I woke up and whoa, the whoa, news- Whoa, 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 Okay. In your dream, you dreamed- Yes. That social media was that outlawed and then you woke up from that- I, Oh, that is inception. It was an inception dream. I woke up- <laughs> And it was old school. It was like my radio was playing news. Like in the old days, when I was like a teenager, I used to like wake up to the radio. 1010 uh -huh. Winds is like a local New York station. Okay. It's a news station. Okay. I'm like literally 400 years old. <laughs> but I woke up in my dream to the news and the news said that the, the president outlawed social media. Okay. And I woke up and I went downstairs and Alexa somehow magically was playing something. Oh, she's unplugged. Okay. <laughs> she's not. Oh, no, she's not. Well, she didn't hear that. Idiot. <laughs> so, so, so I woke up, I came down the stairs and, and magically she was playing music and the music was good. And it was from this year. Wow. It's quite the dream, Andy. We're going to move on in the interest of time, mm. but that was fascinating. Mm. And I had to point out here that it looks like Teddy has a rose. Yeah. What the hell? So this means that she got that group date rose. And we never saw any of it. I found this insane because that wouldn't have taken up more than 30 seconds for him to come back and give her the rose. Mm -hmm. And that really made me think Teddy isn't winning. Or is she winning? And they're trying to throw a uh, cover. Okay, so that's possible. But that's such a dirty move because then they're not doing, let's say they do end up together and they have this beautiful love story. How is that doing their love story justice when he gave her... A group date rose. It's the strangest thing. Yeah. It's, it's, can't, I don't think that's ever happened before. It kind of feels like Teddy could be losing steam. I mean, we haven't seen anything of Teddy. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Or for now. they're just trying to, maybe she's such a clear winner that they're like, we got to keep this under wraps. Mm. Like, otherwise, it's too obvious. Mm. But that's never happened before. No, it's not. <laughs> she's done. Okay. So now it's the rose ceremony. I don't think anyone needs me to list all the names, but of course, we knew that Shanae's name would be called last. 
No surprises there. Shocking. And I swear, as Clayton says her name, you can tell he doesn't want to say it. Am I the only one that feels this way? Or do you still think he's thinking with his other head? I think that it's both. I think that he he is physically attracted to Shanae. Yeah. But he also realizes she's probably not great. <laughs> and the producers are goading him. D, all of the above. Yeah. Okay, so going home is Sierra, who on her way out tells Clayton to not be stupid. <laughs> the most I love transparent <laughs> comment ever. <laughs> and Lindsay and Jill. It's sad. It's always sad to see people go when someone who is just so... Hateable, deliciously hateable, not deliciously hateable. I don't delight in the taste of Sinead. No, me neither. Okay, so now Sinead gloats in her ITM, and I had to point out that her theme returns. I literally sent home two girls back to back. She got what she wanted. Yep. The show rewards terribility. Yes, to the point where they composed her own theme. Yes. Her own light motif. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trying yeah. to inject something something a little more highbrow into this this is very highbrow <laughs> okay so now clayton announces they're going to toronto and everyone cheers and well, so n- let's 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 first of all clarify he he teases it by saying we're going international yes and meanwhile literally they're going to a city that's 10 feet over the american border <laughs> <laughs> which is still international and i like toronto i'm not dissing toronto yeah. I agree, though. I mean, growing up when it was like, oh, it's international. We're going to the States. I'd be like, eh. yeah, it's not really <laughs> it's not international. If when you buy a book on the back of the book, it gives you the price that the book costs in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> most people will get that reference. Uh, I, yes. I hope. Yeah, okay. yeah. Books aren't that extinct yet. Okay. <laughs> in like 10 years, I'll be like, hey, what are you talking about? Book? OK, so now we're in Toronto and the ladies react to their fancy hotel digs. <laughs> like, oh, look out the window. We can see Detroit. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I love Toronto. I'm yeah, just yeah. dissing. Yeah, how yeah. It, not we really do love Toronto. And, we love and Toronto. And you've been to Toronto many times yeah, because of totally me. Right. It's just, I'm just saying as far as Internet, if you had if literally someone was like, you got to go international <laughs> In the next three hours, like Amazing Race, you're like, Toronto. (laughs) Done. Just drive up 87. (laughs) Okay, so a date card arrives and Gabby gets this one-on-one and she starts to cry, which was really cute, actually. I love Gabby. Gabby. Yeah. Yeah. She says to the ladies here, thanks for being happy for me. Isn't that nice? Because it's it's, it's a big thing to be happy for her. Yes. It's not good for them. Yeah. And to me, this is different from being like, I hope that that date makes him really, really, really happy. (laughs) You know, it's like they're just happy for her because they're friends with her, which, of course, Sinead disparages in her ITM. She's like, why are these girls supporting each other? I know. It's amazing. She's very passive. Her brain doesn't work right. Yes. It's a broken brain. It's also so passe to be like, how could, like, why are girls supporting each other? Like, get with the now. Well, the we about, live in a different era. Well, just be not a terrible person. Yeah, that's, that's all. all. Gabby now has her one-on-one. Clayton takes her on a helicopter ride over Toronto. And in his ITM, Clayton says she wasn't really on his radar in the beginning, but she has made the biggest leaps. Personality. Personality. They play street hockey and eat beaver tails, of course. We love beaver tails. Oh. You, you've come to love them. I, I love them from the first bite. I you, never did. You love spent beaver a tails. while dissing beaver tails, except no. when I would buy one, then you'd take a bite and be like, can I have five more? Well, I mean, look, let's be honest. Beaver tails is basically an Auntie Anne's pretzel. Oh, there is. is so no comparison, and I'm offended. Auntie Annie's is Auntie Annie's. What's the difference? Auntie so, Annie's. Sorry, yeah. Auntie Annie's. Well, so Auntie Annie's are way more dense. 
doughy, while a beaver tail is really fluffy. You're right. There is a density that I would... A I, crispiness I would, and a fluffy lightness. No, you're right. You're it's right. delicious. No, look, a beaver tail is better than Auntie Anne's, but it's not that different. <laughs> Can we agree on that? I mean, I just they're just so different to me. Auntie Annie's. I'm being very... <laughs> Sorry, I said it again. <laughs> it's clearly not sponsored. If it was sponsored, I don't know if we get paid for that. We'd be like, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Okay. They chat and bond over liking each other's jokester sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think goes a long way, actually. I suspect Gabby is funny. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm saying that because I think on the show, it's hard to really show how funny well, you yeah, are. Yeah, but I think she it comes across. I she's think she's funny. funny. Yeah. She's like, a, she's a weirdo in the best yeah, way. Yeah, she's a weirdo and she's funny. There's no question she's funny. Yeah. She might be a basket case, but she's funny. <laughs> okay, so back at the hotel, a date card arrives now. And this is while Shanae is heard saying it'd be nice for her and Clayton to talk about themselves for once. <laughs> <laughs> the expression Genevieve makes here, like she gives Shanae a look and it's priceless. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now going on this group date are Rachel, Sarah, Serene, Marlena, Susie, Hunter, Eliza, Teddy, and Mara. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, <laughs> this is impossible. That leaves two people, <laughs> not just one. Explain. Yeah, so it seems there will be a two on one. With Genevieve and Shanae. I mean, generally when I hear two on one, it's good. <laughs> not, not into this. It's the worst two on one I've ever heard about. Did you not see any two on ones in the last? Oh, in the Bachelor franchise? No, in I, no, I, since uh, we started recapping. I, I, I think I, I did. I did see one. I saw one with, uh, it was, what was it? Ashley I. It was in the desert somewhere. Oh, not, yeah, it was, was actually. It? it was on wow, Chris Souls' season. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Ashley I and some other girl. But was, now that you mentioned it, I don't recall many two-on-one dates No, it's very rare. That's the only one I can recall. And it was, it was this, very un, unfortunate. Yeah. And I felt this, like Genevieve didn't really deserve this. No. Like she had, didn't have any more beef with Shanae than... You know what it is? She had the best combination of both beef and front-runner status. I don't know if Genevieve is that much of a front-runner. Uh, she's not in our top four, but I think she's being portrayed as at least to the audience. She's like a person to watch no that's a good point actually and when you think about it, the three people that shanae overheard were gabby who's on a date right now right sierra who went home yeah she's the only one left mm-hmm. it just does seem a little unfair i don't know like usually a two-on-one like this comes from weeks of being like specific battling between two people oh wait i was under the impression that the producers com- just threw a bunch of uh <laughs> ping pong balls into a big machine <laughs> And, that and it was completely random. <laughs> I feel like she was really set up for this, Genevieve. Yeah. They, you know, we know that that girl chat between those three ladies that Shanae conveniently overheard was staged in some capacity. And it, I feel bad for her. She, like, she retaliated once against Shanae. I take issue with this. I don't feel badly for her. As a matter of fact, I think she should take this as extreme flattery. Uh, mine, she might go home. No, she's not going to go home because Sinead's got to go on this one. She's got to go. She's got to go. I mean, I hope you're right. Oh, now I don't know if I'm right. I, I mean, it's very possible Sinead stays. Well, what I'm saying is, is that, okay, I think I would love it. I would love to be wrong. Genevieve should be very happy because... She doesn't seem to be a top front runner, yet she's being cast into this 
very high profile situation against the biggest villain on the show. She can only win. She can only win. If she loses, she wins. And if she wins, she wins. Oh, that's a good point, actually. She's going to come out smiling like roses. Yeah, you're right. The audience is going to love her no matter what. She wins. She should be happy about this. It's (laughs) going to be uncomfortable. It's like the same way as being happy about having, if I got paid to go on that boat that goes back and forth. (laughs) I paid like 10 grand. I'd be like, I still got to ride the boat. I got to ride the boat. That's not going to be fun. But I'm going to be happy when I get my money. Yep. Covered in puke. (laughs) True. Okay, so now it's the evening of Gabby's date, and Clayton says that she made the day so fun, and she brings out that fun side of him, and he says, quote, when I'm with you, I'm just doing stupid stuff. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's super cute. All we do is stupid stuff. You and I together is just us being dumb done, together. No, we, it never stops. You think yeah. this is stupid? It's all, all the other things are stupid, It gets too. a lot weirder than yeah, this. This is, <laughs> this is the least stupid thing we do. This is the most serious we are always. <laughs> Gabby says that this is an expedited process and that she needs to get it all out on the table. I really liked this. There was something fourth wall breaking about this. It's like, Mm -hmm. look, I got to cut to the chase. Here's my sob story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she says in relationships, she's very reserved in the beginning and it takes her a while to open up. And she says that she has a harder time receiving love than giving it. Mm -hmm. And Clayton now asks about this and she says she thinks it comes from a place of feeling unworthy but she's worked very hard at it. And she says that as a child, her mom was really physically affectionate, but then would flip on a dime and withhold. Mm. And she said that she thought, if my mom can stop loving me, then why can't anyone else? She's my mom. Mm -hmm. She reveals she and her mom do not have a relationship today. This really, ooh. It's a rough one. This one, yeah, this hit hit me. Like I was very, I, I almost shed a tear watching Specific. this one. Specific. And also her delivery. There was nothing like. No, no self-pitying. There it was, was just like, I'm going to tell you something that's really upsetting and mm-hmm. has shaped who I am. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not gonna, looking for pity. No. I want you to know that this is who I am. Yes. It was delivered in such a matter of fact. Yeah. Non feel sorry for me kind of way that just made it so powerful. Uh, you ever see a sad movie? Or any movie where there's a really sad scene where you cry. Yeah. How often do you cry when someone is sobbing uncontrollably telling a story that's sad? It's true. You don't cry. Yeah. It's when they're strong. It's when they literally like, this is what happened to me. And they don't cry. I'm not saying you're not allowed to cry when you tell a sad story. This is not what I'm saying. My point is, is that the most impactful stories of woe are told from people from a place of strength and honesty. Yep. And that's exactly what she had here. Clayton asks if she hopes to mend the relationship or if it's better off this way. And she says she misses her mom and that she wants to love her. And right now it's about healing, but maybe in the future. She says her mom did the best with what she was given, but unfortunately it affected her. Mm -hmm. Clayton says he knows it's hard to talk about and it means a lot that she opened up to her. He gives her the rose and they go make out in a pool. I, this really colored Gabby for me, this whole thing, you know, I'm reading a book right now, and the author actually we will have on in a, in a love fest oh, next exciting. month. Yes, but he talks about how humor always comes from 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 somewhere. Like someone doesn't just become really funny. Oh yeah, usually they they become funny because of what they've been through. Totally. Except if, apparently one exception to the rule: Will what? Farrell. Read about Will Farrell. No trauma, no problems. Totally happy guy. Are you serious? Unless it's all a lie. Oh. He's the only one. Will Farrell apparently no problems, just funny. He's never opened up about anything? Go find tragedy on Will Farrell. Show me something. <laughs> Anything. 
Okay, so now it's the group date, and the ladies meet Clayton in the distillery district, mm-hmm. where I have taken you before, Andy. Did you remember it? I do. <laughs> I do remember it. Okay, Russell Peters arrives. This was exciting. Goat. Canadian goat. Canadian goat. For anyone who doesn't know who Russell Peters is, he's hysterical. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend his stand-up. This is a big deal for me. It's always fun seeing Canadians represent. You know, there's and so many. And they chose many, well. You know what's funny? There's so many famous Canadian comedians. I can, famous Canadian everything, like singers, songwriters, okay, okay. I, I get it. I get actors. It. I get it. I get it. <laughs> just as focused on one thing for now. I'm being very Canadian right now. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, your 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 uh, your eyes look so bright today. Well, what about my beautiful hair and my beautiful face and my great legs? Yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, a lot of Canadians are famous, but a lot of funny Canadians. And funny thing is, I haven't met that many funny Canadians. But apparently, like half of comedians in this country are from Canada. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that says about their tragic backstory. It must be unbelievably <laughs> tragic. <laughs> Okay, so Russell Peters cracks some jokes and tells them they'll be roasting Clayton and each other. Mm. And Clayton says now, sense of humor is so critical as far as what I'm looking for in a relationship. And today is really the environment to showcase that. <laughs> Andy, you died at this. I love, I, I, I love, and when I say I love, I, I feel very strangely about people seriously talking about the desire for sense of humor. It's like, so true. I really appreciate the sense of humor that this person has. <laughs> it makes me laugh. It did I enjoy s- humor it greatly. Did. <laughs> it did sort of land like a wet blanket. Like yeah. Russell Peters is like cracking on these jokes. He's yeah. like, okay, you're going to roast each other. And Clayton's like, I really do value sense of humor. I'll tell you one thing to really kill a conversation <laughs> with a comedian is yeah. to talk about how you appreciate their sense of humor. <laughs> is that true? Absolutely. Piece of advice. And you have enough comedian friends yeah. to speak from experience. Yeah, there's no one. They never like you. So you want to see a comedian clam up immediately. Just yeah. talk about how you appreciate his sense of humor, how much you enjoy humor. <laughs> Bad idea. Okay, so now it's the roast. There's an actual audience. I had to point this out. Yeah. We haven't seen an actual audience in quite it's some time. It's a big time. deal. We For should the really la- applaud this. Yeah. This, is, this is an achievement. For the last like year and a half, maybe, yeah, last year and a half, the audience shoots. has always been the ladies who are back at home. Yeah. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. I'm yeah. very, I, it's, we should really take stock. Yes, you know, we there should. Was a, we were, went through a dark time and now we have an audience for the Bachelor uh, <laughs> Roast <laughs> Hour. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a small victory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Russell Peters starts. He does a roast, and it's pretty funny. He mm. calls Clayton Jesse's stunt double. I mean, that's pretty good. Low hanging. Marlena goes, "Holy crap, she's funny." Yeah, this was amazingly good. Yeah. She asked Clayton, "Do you kiss your mom with your mouth open or closed?" She did great. I mean, this this is like my worst nightmare. This date, like be, I, I would be, be bad at this. Roaster. <laughs> yeah. it maybe there's of all that you do everything amazingly well. You really do. You're the most competent person I've ever met. <laughs> Thanks. You would be the worst roaster on earth. <sighs> I'm not good at being funny in general. It's not my no, strength. No, it's actually not true. You are funny. You definitely are funny, but you don't. I'm not. You can't be funny and insult someone. I've never heard no. you really insult someone and be funny at the same time i really can't it's not my strength no and the thought of doing it in front of an audience like i would way rather i'm such a cheat for me to be like i'd rather sing no (laughs) but a lot of people would would rather do this than sing in front of an audience but yeah Mm -hmm. i would be just devastated if i ended up on a date like this okay go ahead 30 seconds diss me one rose no go nope 
Do it. Moving on. Come on. Susie does well here. And Mm -hmm. then there was an interesting moment between Sarah and Mara. Yeah, we didn't know about this beef. It's been so much Shanae beef that there was a sub beef. I'm confused. Okay, so first Sarah ridicules Mara's age several times. Where did that come from? Do they, is there some history here? And then Mara comes back and when she goes up, she goes back at Sarah insinuating that she's an immature child. Well, what's interesting here is, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But it's interesting is you're really showing your age in a bad way when you're ripping on someone for being old at 32. Oh, I think it's such a bad look. Like, Terrible. even though I don't really feel particular loyalty to either person, I lean yeah. team Mara just because I'm like, even in a roast setting, it wasn't funny enough to get away with multiple times. I just don't think it's ever appropriate to make fun of a, someone else's age. Yeah, especially a woman. I think uh, yeah, it's very it's really, inappropriate. It was in especially when you're 23. This is the thing. If you're old, if you're like a senior citizen and you're doing things that a really young person does yeah. and you're on like a Comedy Central roast, then fine. Yeah. You, you can get this for that. Sure. But that because that's it's so obviously but like in your face. Yeah, but, but I, she's 32. Yeah, and we have to talk about the fact that this is already such an ageist well, first of all, ageist society, but ageist show where a woman who's 32 is, she probably is the oldest person in the house. It's just so like icky. It's it was very the, icky and it like, it made me like Sarah less. You should celebrate her for being the oldest yes. person of young people. Like, it, what are you, like, yes. why are you, dis- and who are you? And why isn't she, does she know about the fact that she's a wealth manager? <laughs> That she's been managing wealth the whole time she's on this show. Okay, yeah. So I have to point out that whenever we saw shots of Sarah or Mara in the audience looking like unhappy, everyone around them in the background wasn't applauding, but we could hear cheers. So that tells us that they inserted spots of them looking unhappy or looking kind of offended. Yeah. In in response to the joke. So it's very possible that Sarah and Mara, perhaps, are actually the closest in the house and they were just ribbing on each other because they're that close. That's probably, yeah, possible. It seems unlikely just because these jokes were really like... No, no, no. Mara's comeback shows that they weren't friends. Mar- Mara came at her in, in a way that it wasn't that funny. It was kind of just like like really nasty. It was kind of like that whole thing between Sarah and 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 um, Mara. It was like it, it had like this this slow descent into like discomfort where people are like ha 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 and they're like ha like like, that's how it felt at first it was like oh maybe she's making one joke about her being the oldest girl in the house and then she's yeah. gonna move on but then she had multiple jokes going. about it a whole bit about her being old yeah it's a whole a whole set about her being old i have so many questions about this really maybe weird. on social media they'll be like oh we're actually the closest and we're so close that we make fun of each other no, constantly something happened there that it wasn't. It was beef, but it wasn't beef that was high profile enough to to overshadow. To really, Shanae. like you know, give give the forefront. You know, to- it's so funny to me that producers think that we would rather Shanae, 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 and not more about these little sub dramas, which all happen naturally. By the way, like when I was on that show, there was the main drama, and then there were tons of like little itty bitty dramas but, happening constantly. Look, the real world was the first real reality show that was kind of in this vein yeah and that's what you got and we've slowly moved away to like just pure crap yeah this one person who now has a theme song yeah 
And that's it. Yeah. It's like we have a a cast villain, central casting yeah. villain, a central casting lead. Yeah. And then everybody else. We don't have enough shit. room for the fight others. For, yeah. Fight for the forefront people. Just fight for it. Yeah. You got to fight for attention. As opposed to in the old days where it was like, oh, let's not focus on the people with the loudest voice. Let's focus on these other people. Interesting. What's going on here? Yeah. No I cares. was very curious about what was going on no here, No one cares actually. anymore. And it made me wonder if and when Shanae is gone. If this will be elaborated somehow, like this was foreshadowing a subplot that we haven't been privy to so far. Right. So so we've got a backup beef just in case. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they were planting the seed. Yeah. Actually, this planting of the seed supports your theory that Shanae does go home on this two on one. Ah, yes. Yeah. It's the Pez dispenser of <laughs> villains. Yes. Okay, it's now the evening and Susie has one-on-one time first. She pulls out a mic and says that she wants to share what she likes about Clayton after roasting him. I thought this was cute. I I, I got to say about Susie. Susie is genuinely cute. I really like her. Me too. She, I feel like she's, this is why I think she's going to be a bachelorette. She strikes the balance between being a girl that guys want to date and a girl that girls want to be friends with. Yep. That's a tough balance to find. I'm going to say right now, I want to give a, a, a guarantee, a Shandy guarantee. If she does not win, I guarantee she's Bachelorette. And then, no, I'm not, I'm not taking it. <laughs> I just took all the credit. I know she's really, I, I give it to you. You got it. It's you. But I, I agree. Yes. So full, so wholeheartedly. Yeah. That she's- I'm willing to stake my impeccable Bachelor franchise reputation on this. She 100% is your next bachelorette. <laughs> uh, she says she likes his smile, his compassion, and that she always learns something new about him when she's with him. <laughs> I love that that's like a non-compliment. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Marlena has one-on-one time. I think this is our first ever true one-on-one time we see with Marlena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He commends her on her great performance, not only this week, but the week before on the football date. Yep, yep, yep. She says she gives 100% at everything she does. And Andy, you said, that's the right number. She got it. Yes. Exactly Not 100. 110%. No, just exactly 100. She's an Olympian. She she knows. She gives exactly 100%. Yeah, she, she's exactly right. Yes. She says she's usually not receiving as much as she's giving. Hmm. And she says that she can see that in him and they make out. I yes. really like Marlena. Me too. She's just lovely. Yeah. She's funny. She's super athletic. She gets along with all the women. And I got to say, both big time athletes, both funny. <laughs> huh? Huh? Funny. Is this Clayton's level of funny? He's he's funny. He's he could move on from funny to Funny. To be honest, those credits last week with Sarah, where yeah. he was making fun of her for not wearing underwear and planning yeah. to pee yeah, herself. Yeah, yeah. That's the moment where I was like, Clayton's kind of funny. Yeah, I think he's funny. Why don't they let us see that? I think he's funny. Oh my God. Okay. Moving on. So back at the hotel, the two-on-one date card officially arrives and it reads, into the falls, your journey goes. Only one comes out with a rose. Shanae says this is, quote, the last trash bag she's going to take out. Wow, everyone's a trash bag. So meaning, according to her, I guess, Elizabeth and Sierra were trash bags. It's amazing. Everyone's a trash bag. Except <sighs> Shanae. She's so over the top. No one is like this. No one is like that. But, but is Shanae like that is the question. Or is this all an act? 
But either it's way, you have to have no act. shame. You have to have well, no we, shame. Well, we established that this week that she's no shim, shame A. All right, we got a lot of suggestions. <laughs> shame A. No shame A. It's pretty good, actually. Not shame <laughs> No? Good? Not, Not a keeper. Uh, okay, so back on the date, Rachel has one-on-one time now. She says she loves how Clayton pushes her out of her comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And he says he never stops thinking about her. And in his ITM, he says it's getting to the point where she's almost on his mind most times of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not on his mind that much? <laughs> Anyway, they make out, and Andy, mm-hmm. again, you pointed out the high thigh action. He loves to get high, so, high on Rachel's thigh. The higher the thigh, the... Oh, I can think of this. <laughs> the stronger the buy? Oh, okay, not, not bad. bad, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ra- the connection they have, the way he Ooh. looks at her. He wants it so bad. He looks at her differently than everyone else. He does. Okay, now we have a montage of one-on-one time. First with Hunter, then with Eliza, who is maple syrup shots. I would be very into that. Mm. Hey, Charlene, just so you know, the most New York Charlene ever gets is when someone serves her corn syrup, yeah. table syrup, as yeah. they call it, instead of maple syrup and claims that it's maple syrup. She gets infuriated. Yeah, like, don't pretend it's maple syrup. I guess see, it's, she can't that's even hide a different it. type of syrup. I, Don't I say agree. served with I, I, Vermont maple syrup I, and then give me Aunt Jemima's. No, it's I, not I, the same thing. I, I got it. I got it. I, I wouldn't have ordered the waffles had I known. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She likes maple syrup. <laughs> okay. Sarah has one on one time here. Clayton says that he sees her going the extra mile mm-hmm. and she says she feels really good about them. Mm. And in general, it's just the same old boring shit. <laughs> the two of them together. <laughs> Is that all they can show us? There's we nothing. know from last week's credits. There's, there's more. They have chosen to only show us pure boredom. Between Sarah and yeah. Clayton. They've, for whatever reason, they're like, let's edit out all, all the stuff that's yeah, interesting yeah. or funny or, you know, engaging. Yeah. And just let's show the most basic shitty stuff. Or the only thing they ever did that was remotely funny or cute was yeah. that outtake, thing in the credits. Maybe. Which is possible. It is possible. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, we got a, a real moment with Sarah and Clay. Yeah, yeah. They actually did something funny. Get it, get it. Outtake. Yeah. Got it. Or, Out, outtake. Yeah, outtake. Otherwise known as take. Outtake, <laughs> <Yeah>. right. Okay, <laughs> lots of making out here, including up against a wall outside. Doesn't mean anything, yeah. unless the hand's on the thigh. <laughs> Clayton gives the group date rose now to Rachel. Ooh, this is a big deal. He can't, he can't hold back. Teddy was on this date. No one-on-one time shown. Have Not, to point that out. Nope, nope, nope. Susie nope. was on this date. Sarah was on this date. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Um, you know, you know, I gotta say something. Teddy, t- to her credit, possibly. I don't think she makes good TV. Yeah, I think that they're I just agree. like, eh, it's not. She's not gonna win. This is not good. <laughs> this is not good. She's not good. I'm actually shocked at how Teddy has fallen off. Not the map, like the, how rather the powers that be have pushed her off the map. She's clearly been pushed. Yeah. She's had time. Yes. She got a rose. She got a rose. You know what the problem is? She says like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you think the editors see footage of her and they're like, uh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> okay, now it's the next day and there's a girl chat of Susie, Rachel and Gabby talking about the impending two on one. And I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just... 
It's just, you don't, you generally don't hear the phrase impending two on one. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing tonight? Well, I have an impending two on one. It's going to be a hot scene. Uh, Meanwhile, Genevieve and Shanae pack and bring out their suitcases and Mm -hmm. climb into the limo for the. For for a very comfortable, natural, and enjoyable ride. Yes, to Niagara Falls. They meet Clayton there and go down into a boat to get a closer look at the water. Now we get lots of buildup as to what happens next. Shanae likes to talk about how she's going to throw Genevieve overboard. Oh my God, yada, yada, yada. So tired. And then we see to be continued. (sighs) And that brings us to the end of the episode, Andy. Uh, and during the preview of the season, there's a lot of tears, mm. ton, ton, ton of tears. Yeah, and Andy, you said, is that the next episode? <laughs> I was genuinely excited. You were like, looks like a good episode. <laughs> they really did. All right. So that brings us to our word watch, Andy. There were a total of zero shrimp. Not even close. I'm not going to lie. I was pleased with this. It was my gift to you. <laughs> and congratulations to Laura Anderson. You are the winner of a Hello Tushy Bidet. Yay. Very nice. So, Laura, please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize, and we will get that out in the mail to you. And, Andy, what is the word for next week? We're going to mix it up. Ooh. The word for next week is anything that is bleeped out. Ooh. So, any expletive. Beep. That's correct. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. It'll keep us on our toes. Yeah. And we don't need to know what it is. It's just a bleep. Yeah. So basically the word for next week is bleep. (laughs) Very good. Okay. Fun. I like that. So if you would like to join in the fun for a chance to win a... Hello Toshiba Day. Yay. Hello Toshiba Day. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Then you can enter by commenting either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap. The number of times you think an expletive or a beep Mm -hmm. will be uttered in episode six and be sure to use the numeral Mm -hmm. that's important and yeah and you must do that by friday at midnight and if you guess correctly you will be entered in a draw and one name will be randomly selected or a hello tushy bidet very exciting yes what other podcast gives out bidets andy i believe no other podcast (laughs) just saying and there are currently 18.3 million podcasts (laughs) Okay, and uh, now, Andy, it's time for our predictions. Who do you have in your top spot, Andy? Rachel. Okay. <laughs> Winning. Yeah, I still have Rachel in my top spot, too. I don't think any explanation necessary. That nope. group date rose this week, just Slammed solidified on. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and next up, who do you have in your second spot? By the way, it's always a good sign when someone is happy overly happy about other people going on dates with their boyfriend. That's so that's <laughs> yeah, that very shows confident. confidence. Yeah. That's true. Extreme confidence. That's true. Okay. Number two, Susie. Yeah, I have some changes on my end. Mm. I have bumped Susie up to the second spot. Mm. Mainly because Welcome. I feel that she is shown not too much, but consistently, yeah. which could lean bachelorette honestly but i truly feel that teddy is starting to fall by the wayside which has happened here and there with first impression rose recipients Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i know i should be focusing on the fact that she got the group date rose and we know she's got to get a one-on-one right she's got him but been a while yeah it's been a minute i feel like if he really was excited to hang out with her he would have done so before this point or producers are just pulling something on us. But I will say this, as you've said before, bachelor first impression rose doesn't mean that much. It doesn't mean what a bachelorette first impression yes. rose means. Women have better first impressions. They they know better they look for the right things yeah. first. Men are just like <laughs> 
Okay. And who do you have in your third spot, Andy? I do have Teddy in my third you spot. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I have Gabby in my third spot. I moved her up and I just feel like they have this fun playfulness to their relationship Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you don't really see in any of the others. And personally, I think that's a big deal. I mean, anyone can observe from our relationship. I think playfulness Mm. is really important. And I think Gabby's on the up and up. I agree. I totally agree. As Clayton said, he really enjoys sense of humor. And who do you have in your fourth spot, Andy? Gabby. Very good. Okay. So Gabby is has replaced Eliza. Yeah. I haven't seen much of Eliza and I'm just not getting a strong feeling. There. Yeah. And how about Serene? I mean, Serene did have that one-on-one. Yeah, but I, I don't sense a magnetism between the two of yeah, them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because I don't have her on my list either. No. In and my- also there was, there was the hand placement for Serene. Yeah. Not strong. Uh, meanwhile, I have Teddy in my fourth spot. I'm Good. still holding out. She's been bumped down, but she's still not off my list. Yep. I just don't think, like, Serene, I think that there, it was sweet. Like, they, it was a nice yeah. date. And I think in the real world, maybe they could date for a few months, but I don't really think she's winning this. No. Meanwhile, Teddy, you know, the first impression is still powerful. And she did get that group date, Rose. And I think she will be getting a one on one. She has to. She has to. Yeah, it's crazy, but yeah. she ha- she should. She anyway. has to. So it's amazing what a, the power of a first impression rose, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like she's been on our lists up until we'll see episode six. I mean, well, you based have on that alone, there's you have to give value to the first impression. Otherwise, Clayton's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andy, I think that's a wrap then for this recap. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support and keep afloat a podcast that you consume. That's important. Please, please do that. Help us out. We have way more views on our videos than we do subscribers, which means that like, I would say almost 50% of the people watching these are not subscribed. Yeah, we need help. Yeah, why would you do that? Why? Subscribe. Why? <laughs> okay, and then that's, well, you know what's probably funny is those people probably are not still watching. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I should say this at the beginning, actually. <laughs> yeah, we're talking to everybody. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm subscribing. <laughs> okay, that's a wrap. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Shandy